I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. and Ro Moran on episode number 498 of the pod. And we're so excited to talk about so many things tonight between MJF, Double or Nothing, Hell in a Cell predictions. Stick around for the audio-only version tomorrow on Spotify and Google Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Because we have NXT in-your-house predictions. There's no space for MWF Republica, but that's Rowan's assignment. So let's see if he puts something out for the patrons uh, right before we head to the weekend. But first things first, before the business... Related happy birthday to my co-host here since day one, Ro Moran. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I mean, another year older. Uh, not so much, not so much uh, theatrics this time around. But uh, I know, I don't know if I'm glad to be here and still alive, because considering what we're heading into after, in you know, at the end of this month. But uh, yeah, thank you for all the greetings. <laughs> We are where we are. All right. Um, we also got to let you know, by the way, that uh, episode number 500 is coming up in a couple of weeks. We just recorded it this past week. And when we drop that, we're hoping that yung t-shirts ng Wrestling Wrestling Podcast will be available kasabay ng pag-launch ng episode 500. So mark the date right now, June 14. That's when we drop episode 500. And you mga patrons, they get first dibs on the shirts. In fact, they get them for free. It's one of the many benefits of being part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron program. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, there is also the benefit of enjoying a watch party with us for Hell in a Cell this coming Monday, uh, Manila time. All you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. Get access to the Discord community where we do the watch party, uh, exclusive review content of TV shows, pay-per-views, live events. And you guys, you understand, uh, if you sign up, you get free dibs, first dibs on that uh, sweet new WWP shirt merchery. Again, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. All right. 
Let's start off with the biggest piece of news sabi nga nila sa TV Patrol sa ulo ng nagbabagang balita. Let's talk about MJF. And the latest, as we all know, is what everybody's calling his own version of the pipe bomb. It has found its way onto AEW canon. Pero recap natin lahat-lahat kasi we've already talked about the contract disputes that MJF has reportedly had with uh, the, the owner of AEW, Tony Khan. Over the weekend, it was also reported that MJF did not show up for AEW FanFest, the equivalent nila of WrestleMania Access. And there were rumors that MJF had bought a ticket out of Vegas, but he ended up showing up at Double or Nothing, opened the, uh, opened the show alongside Wardlow, did the match, got out. And then in the days since, my usap usapan na maybe MJF and Tony Khan had figured it out, maybe they talked it over. And next thing we know, he comes out on Dynamite and delivers his own version of that pipe bomb, to, uh, even to the point of calling Tony Mark, uh, Tony Khan and effing Mark, uh, um, getting his mic cut off. ganap over the commercial break that was caught on camera. Nasi Nick Jackson lumabas, wondering what was happening. The announcers never referenced it for the rest of the show. There were no instant replays along with hindi tulad ng mga other memorable moments of the show, de ba na? Pag may nangyari earlier on in the show, papakita nila later on. In the case of MJF, wala, hindi ginawa yun. So, what can you make out of everything going on right now? Okay, so it's like the original pipe bomb. So, when you get uh, TV time like this to cut a promo like that, then you can already tell na this is part of a work. Kasi, syempre, uh, if you were the boss and your employee was insulting you on the mic on TV time that you're paying for, uh, the first thing you would do is cut the mic off at the very first opportunity he gets. Diba? So uh, the fact that he let it run, the fact that he uh, name-dropped the competition, he said that he was the best, that he took shots at all the people that you were signing and you let that happen and then you only cut the mic off after he drops the f bomb and calls you a mark that kind of tells thing that kind of tells you nah, i know uh you're in on this as well so what this tells me is that the frustrations were real there's no doubt about that the contract dispute is real there is no doubt about that and they confirmed that it was real and uh they worked something out and I hope that that something is uh, MJF getting paid the amount of money he deserves. And now they're using the entire controversy, the entire backstage drama to, you know, create a mem- another memorable MJF moment on TV. dating back FanFest issue over the weekend. Now, wow, what a grade A heel this guy MJF. He doesn't show up for FanFest. And... Uh, I, I would draw the line there. Like, I wouldn't be praising him. Let's say na, ano, na um, assuming na MJF was booked for FanFest and that he didn't show up out of real-life heat or the real-life contract dispute, I would call that unprofessional. I wouldn't say, na, oh, great heel move, MJF. Because responsibility mo yan, to the company, to the people who bought tickets to see you, whatever you do in your interactions with the fans, if you want to remain in character, that's on you. But like the whole no-showing fan fest, dun palang problematic na sa akin. Eh. Pero sige, going to today's Dynamite, it seems they've cleared up the issue. If this turns into this storyline nga, because it seems TK is in on it, what's the end game here? Sino yung kalaban niya? Uh, I don't think there is an end game like that. 
for for this. I think the end game talaga is just MJF uh, wanting to be paid the amount of money that he wants to be paid. Um, if there is an end game, I think they will be figuring that out eventually, not now. Uh, maybe, I mean, if it were me though, the end game that I would want to do is to run back MJF for CM Punk. Because yun yung ano eh, yun yung pera talaga. And uh, CM Punk has also become one of TK's golden darlings, diba? Uh, he's gone to bat for Tony Khan ever since he came back to wrestling. So, uh, if there is an avatar for Tony Khan himself, it would be CM Punk. And considering that there is built-in history between CM Punk and MJF, why wouldn't you go there, diba? So, but uh, I don't think that that is the penciled-in plan right now. I think they just want to get... They just want to do the short-term thing of uh, making the MJF contract drama means something to the on-screen product. Sabi Alan, MJF versus XWWE guys na mas malaking sweldo kaysa sa kanya. I mean, almost all of them are, yeah, almost all of them are baby faces. Uh, you mentioned CM Punk, Ro, um, based on new article ng Cage Side Seats, uh, um, during the commercial break, Punk actually came out to try to talk to MJF, but MJF had left through the crowd. So, sabi nung article na parang, oh, it's these little details, Punk coming out, Nick Jackson coming out, na really convinced them or convinced the writer na this is all part of the plan. Um, what do you think about Jomari's comment here na TK versus MJF is the modern day Vince versus Stone Cold? Uh, no, it's not. Because for one, Tony Khan doesn't want to get involved on screen the same way Vince did. Although Vince didn't want to get involved on screen then, he was a much more... Uh, he was a much more likelier character for TV than Tony Khan will ever be. You already see, you've already seen that Tony Khan can't cut a promo to save his life. So what yeah, more is he? How is he going to be an evil boss? So yeah, like I said, the avatar of Tony Khan has to be CM Punk, and uh, I don't think there is any other guy for the role. Uh, I don't think you can name another ex WWE guy to fill that spot. It has to be CM Punk. MJF is not a likable character. Stone Cold is medyo everyman This is a guy who dresses in jorts and a black t-shirt, nagbibir siya, and then he does to the boss what you would want to do to your boss, but to flip him off, to give him a stunner, to uh, throw beer down down his throat or whatever. MJF dresses in clothes that you can't afford. And he literally tells you, I am better than you, and you know it. So that's not Stone Cold at all. That's not likable. Yeah, you're right. Uh, pero um, they do actually kind of want to like MJF. It's just that they don't have an avenue to like MJF. They don't have an opportunity or a reason to like MJF. Because he's so big on the heel thing. He still wants to be a jackass because he... I guess it is who he is, Salaga, when you really get down to it. But uh, if they really wanted to, or if he really wanted to, then he could do that. But uh, it's just that he doesn't. And I guess that nips it in the bud, those comparisons of it being the AEW version of Vince versus Austin. Let's say hi to our friend, Matt Del Rosario, a.k.a. Matt, the artist on TikTok. Hey, Matt, the artist. Uh, I hope that, no, this, this back and forth answers your 
question about who would be the heel and the face here. Here's another question I want to throw out there. Does the word truth still have a place in wrestling in 2022? Yeah, okay. If, uh, if, if it dominates the conversation about a particular uh, company, like it's not super insider to the point that okay, only the boys backstage and a couple of fans who are probably close to them will get it. Um, it helps immensely that there is a lot of dirt sheet reporting on MJF's uh, uh, contract status and how happy he is, diba? So uh, the cottage industry of of uh, wrestling journalism certainly helps that. Uh, that story, that on-screen storytelling. But in other, uh, in other smaller places, in other smaller scenes, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, people in the comments have been, uh, for some reason, you guys seem to want to see Tony Khan versus MJF in the ring. I don't want to see that. Tony Khan's not a wrestler, and you know, we we just mentioned that he's not much of a character on screen either. Like he he's very much closer to us on the internet than yeah. you know an actual wrestler which is why MJF called him a nothing mark oh he did say that he deserves to be behind the barricade <laughs> uh yeah um it, it's not he's not an old school promoter so i don't think he should be although i also don't think he should take these comments seriously <laughs> Sure, sure. I, I'm just saying, parang, come on. Uh, I, no, nobody wants to see Tony Khan versus MJF. All right, uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about Double or Nothing. And we'll also talk about the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Miro also back. We'll talk about that in a bit. But first, here's how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. All right, guys. So 6-6 is coming up real soon in four days. So if you are getting everything that you want and need from Lazada, because hashtag Nasa Lazada, and all you got to do to support the podcast is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash letters IAM. Type that in a mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before anything, I also wanted to talk about really quickly your contract status MJF. I know, I know last week we said that major uh, unprofessional the fact that he's holding up Tony Khan for more money, uh, especially after not signing a new contract just yet. But we just got new details kasi, of what he's actually making. And it turns out that he really isn't making a lot. And these ex-WWE guys are really making more than he is. And I just wanted to say that that is pretty unfair. If you, um, if you make the moments that MJF does. I don't fully believe that he's the best in the ring ever. Uh, I don't believe in a lot of his bragging that he did Kanina, pero uh, he, I do believe that he has helped 
make AEW the talk of the town. And uh, aside from guys like CM Punk and Brian Danielson and John Moxley, he did bust his ass to get to to get AEW to that level. And I do think that that deserves uh, way more money than he is making now. So uh, I'm with him on this. Now. Tony Khan should pay up the guy and he should reach deep into his pockets and stop hoarding all that uh, that car money, if you will. Yeah, uh, that's a direct quote from the MJF pipe bomb Kanina. Let's talk about double or nothing and get into some big picture thoughts because it was a 4.5 hour show and I mentioned Kanina Row that TK bought an extra hour on pay-per-view after uh, figuring out that Dr. Martha Hart had to give a speech which allowed for the additional two matches that got booked on the card. So it was a 13-match show. And for the 4.5-hour runtime, did you find it tiring? Okay, so I was expecting it to get tiring. But, and this is a nice but, uh, it felt flowy. You know, uh, there were 13 matches on the card, yes. Not one was moved to the pre-show to the buy-in. Pero the 13 matches or the mid-card was uh, fast enough. They didn't really go. Only one match, I believe, approached 20 minutes sa mid-card, sa undercard. And that really helped in dictating the flow of the pay-per-view. So uh, watching it live... Um, I was okay with it, but if you were to, to ask me to watch it back, uh, I probably would not have watched the whole thing and have stuck to the I don't know to the last couple of hours instead. Yeah, so I, I was watching Game Seven live when Double or Nothing happened. So when I tuned in Anarchy at the Arena, and then everything else that I missed, I caught in batches throughout uh, Monday and Tuesday. So that was my experience with Double or Nothing. So I can't really say anything about. Um, and during your 4.5 hours, you, kayo, yung mga, uh, patrons who were in the viewing party or those of you who uh, watched the show live, what did you think? Was it tiring for you? Was there a match that you didn't want to see or that you couldn't really care about at the moment? Um, we're going to be answering that question later, but um, I want to get into this one. Did the right people win? Which one? Which one are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, overall. Overall, did the right people uh, win? Because if you ask me, I couldn't really care less about the other the results outside of Punk winning the championship, and that was not the result I wanted. To me, uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I would say that the right people won. Uh, I don't. Well, the thing to say is I don't really care that much, like super much. I wasn't that super invested in the results, but. I wasn't mad at any of the uh, or at a lot of the winners. So uh, we've got the tag team championship uh, winners here on this graphic. Seguro, I was disappointed that a new team didn't win the championships. But on the whole, though, I wasn't really upset. So I guess in that reaction, you can say that uh, to me, it really didn't matter that much who won or it wasn't offensive at the very least. Okay, let's focus on CM Punk because everybody on Twitter was understandably uh, elated that CM Punk won the AEW Championship. Uh, somebody even put out a graphic that said that uh, he's won the World Championship in WWE, AEW, ROH, and in, in another company. <laughs> he's basically won it all everywhere. ECW. And, you know, ECW, thank you. Um, 
I don't know. I, I would have wanted Hangman to win just because I really latched on to that uh, that part of the story where Hangman really established himself as the defender of OG AEW against Punk, who had become what he was crusading against in Kayfabe a decade ago. Right? So, um, did you like seeing CM Punk win? I wasn't mad at it. Like, uh, you're right. I was invested in Hangman Page wanting to be uh, the finding himself essentially, you know, in this story. But uh, the more I thought about it, because when we were predicting the show, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that Tony Khan might really just end up putting a championship on CM Punk. Because it is the business decision that makes sense. People love CM Punk. There is no other way about it, even though. He really isn't like the best in the world. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not him who is like the 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 most perfect in ring wrestler in there. But uh, he gets the people going. You know, he he manages to compel everyone into just believing in him. So uh, that's something you can't take away. And if I were Tony Khan, that's something I would tap into as well. So that's why I thought, nah, okay. Uh, there is a huge, huge chance that he would win here. And because pay-per-views are few and far between in AEW, I wouldn't wait until the next pay-per-view in, what, September, I believe? Yeah, on uh, September, September next. But for them to pull the trigger on a CM Punk win. If the moment is here, then you take that moment. And uh, I can't be mad at that at all. Sabi ni Admin Jackie, yung winners of the Owen Cup, were both in pink and it kind of uh, gave everybody a spoiler alert, so to speak. So what did you think about that? Now both Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker were in pink gear. Uh, I kind of lost interest in the Owen Cup the more, the, the further it went. I don't know, parang it just ended up being one of those things that, okay, they're doing this just to do it and it's not really uh, a tournament where you're producing bangers week after week. It's not like the G1 Climax where uh, everyone is expected to suit up and boot up and put in the work rate, diba. Right? So it was okay to me that, okay, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, they're going to win this. Uh, even though I wanted somebody else to win it. Uh, them wearing pink, I guess it's a giveaway, but again, they're popular, so it's a popular choice. And... You, it's hard to bet against the popular choice. It's really, it really is. I just wish that the Owen Cup was for something. Because it's not established as, okay, if, uh, if you win the Owen Cup, you get a title shot. Or you're, you're, uh, you get some sort of reward. Like, I don't know, $250,000. Something, right? Um, yeah. it, it was just a tournament for the sake of honoring Owen Hart, which is not a bad thing in and of itself. I just wish that in the competition sense, especially yung AEW, but the branding is wins and losses matter. So, okay, I won the Owen Cup. I should get something. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for them to establish something like that. But uh, I guess not. I guess the the real prize is the friendship you make with Dr. Martha along the way. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. All right. Uh, from there, let's talk about the other matches on the show. Because inga sabi natin ang daming ano ang, ang daming matches sa Double or Nothing. Which were the matches you'd have bumped off the main show and put on Dynamite instead? I would have bumped off Jade versus uh, Anna J. Uh, I would have bumped off Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen. 
uh, what else is there? Um, I feel like the Owen Cup didn't deserve to end on the pay-per-view. But okay lang naman. Uh, what else? I mean, let me look at the card really quickly here. Anarchy uh, in the arena? No, I wouldn't have bumped it off. I would have bumped off uh, the six the trios tag between American Top Team and uh, and Sammy and the and the Pips. Uh, the House of Black versus Death Triangle would have bumped that off for sure for Dynamite. Yun. Uh, those four or five matches I would have scrapped the, from the card and put on this week's episode of Dynamite and Rampage. We mentioned Julia Hart a few weeks ago. Now we were surprised that the turn didn't happen. Then you know, we finally got it here at Double or Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it deserved the pay-per-view spot. I, I could have bought that happening on Dynamite. Uh, but I guess uh, Tony Khan wants a pay-per-view payday for everyone. Yung consuelo ko na lang is that we no longer have to see that graphic of Julia Hart with the eye patch photoshopped on her face. Yeah. Um, favorite match from Double or Nothing, or yung best match for you? Best match. Uh, huh. my, well, I, I I gotta say that my favorite is Anarchy in the Arena because it just was a whole bunch of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that the same way I had a lot of fun with Sammy versus Johnny Knoxville. So it's hard, or I don't know, it's not hard, but kind of uncommon for wrestling matches to be fun, to be that fun nowadays. So when you do get something like that, I wholeheartedly embrace it. So I know that it might not be the popular choice. Like people... uh, might go for a more straightforward wrestling match as their pick, pero anarchy in the arena talaga. It's uh, I I have learned to appreciate the the value of an entertaining a sports entertaining hardcore match. As a member of the AEW Galaxy, uh, uh, my best match or my favorite match was actually Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen, because it was a lot of fun seeing the two of them um, get technical with one another. Plus, Kyle O'Reilly got a huge win off of Darby Allen, so plus points in sahin. So, yun. Um, Athena and Stokely Hathaway, they debuted at Double or Nothing. Your thoughts on that? Uh, Stokely, I'm okay with. Uh, much better mouthpiece for Jade kesa sa, no, kesa kay Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, we love to see that hashtag Black Excellence. Pero Athena, I felt like they shoehorned a lot of that angle in that post-match. So, I felt like uh, diminishing returns to mga big ex-WWE signings. As much as I want to be excited for them for having a new job, for having a new gig, um, it's just that it's hard to drum up that much excitement for these people. I, I, it, it hurts to say. I, I will say. It really hurts to say because uh, on, on its face, you should be happy for these people for getting new gigs after uh feeling disillusioned from the WWE machine. Pero um, I'm I guess I'm at this point where I wanted to slow down. And it hasn't been slowing down it. Eh? Because with between Johnny Elite and uh Stokely and then Athena, that's still a, a handful of ex WWE signings. Yeah well I'm a salary cap but it's not the NBA. Uh, yeah exactly. Ang sakin lang is, I love Athena. I think she's a great addition to any women's division. But 
we know what the real issue is with AEW's women's division, and it's the booking. It's the storytelling. So until maayos yun, it's hard to get super excited for every debut that comes along. Yeah. Uh, yun din, that's a good point that you brought up. Because you know that after Tony Storm, after Ruby Soho, it's not like uh, Dynamite and Rampage cards are half women. Diba? So uh, it's really, really hard to get excited for a new signing, especially if it's female, when you know that Tony Khan is still giving the women one match every show. <laughs> Yeah, di lang yun. Sobrang stack na talaga ng card. Sobrang stack ng uh, TV time. Or, or it's it's so hard to get TV time unless you're a big name or unless you're involved in some big story. I mean, just look at Dynamite today. Uh, you, you have a segment featuring Hiroshi Tanahashi from New Japan. Like, if you're competing with all of those names, diba? if you're someone like a Sunny Kiss, I hate to keep bringing Sunny Kiss up, but uh, somebody pointed out kasi that it's been almost 600 days since she was last on Dynamite, right? So uh, if you're someone like Asani Kiss, how are you planning to uh, break into uh, TV kung sobrang daming big names that get bumped up ahead of you? But that's beside the point. We've ranted about that already. So how about this? Hiroshi Tanahashi makes his AEW debut and he's the challenger for CM Punk at Forbidden Door. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, Tanahashi isn't the champion, so... Okay lang siya na matalo against CM Punk. Uh, you, this, this match result pretty much writes itself. And I like it because Tanahashi wrestles a pretty Western style. So we've seen CM Punk kind of uh, be sloppy around the place. Not that I hold that against him, but it's bound to happen. So I would much rather it be happening uh, with a guy like Tanahashi who can make him look really good. People were saying on social media that he's Okada, that's si Okada. And I think he just got married, right? or he, his, his wife is pregnant or something? Yeah, his wife is pregnant and they are expecting the baby in August. So I guess he has to stay home. I don't know why, though, he has to stay home. And I wouldn't put Okada up against CM Punk anyway because uh, he, he's still the champ. And uh, I wouldn't put champ versus champ on the Forbidden Door card. It's a very political decision that you have to make when you, whenever you do that kind of match. And I don't think they would want to put themselves in that position. I like having uh, Tanahashi here going up against CM Punk just because it's a great way to reintroduce him to American audiences. It's been a while since uh, Tana has been in the States. And you're right. Na, uh, Tanahashi does know how to adapt to uh, mga wrestlers na mas Western yung style. And he's honestly not hard to follow. Like when you, uh, w- when you watch a Hiroshi Tanahashi match, it's easy to understand what story he's telling in the ring. So, you know, I, I've always compared him to like a Japanese version of John Cena. But, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the job, Japanese John Cena is pretty much hitting the nail on the head. Uh, for those who haven't seen Tanahashi work, he is you know, easy to follow. And uh, the Western friendly style makes him highly adaptable. Uh, see, Roman J mentions JR saying that si Tana is like a young sting in WCW. I, I want to know because I need to know how to tito. So uh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it, man. Like, uh, I haven't seen young sting in WCW. So if you say that he is, then uh, I can see it. Sure. I hope that it's it's a comparison JR actually knows and not something that he just pulled out of thin air. 
Lang, no, no, no. Uh, JR has called New Japan matches. Uh, he's called Wrestle Kingdoms. So yeah. I believe that uh, he knows what he he's talking about. He at least knows about. Tana. Yeah, yeah. He knows Tanahashi. At least, John, uh, AEW finally brought someone that JR knows. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Nero really quickly because the guy is back. Um, I love how he had this little promo pal, uh, that was shot pre-match, obviously, right before he came out, where uh, he reminded people that his beef is not with any particular wrestler, but with his with God. God. Yeah. With yeah. God. <laughs> and I love how delusional and silly it is. And um, I love it. I love everything about the Redeemer character. I'm so glad he's back. I haven't seen the match yet. I haven't finished Dynamite just yet. But uh, he has been missing. He has been missed, actually. And it's good that they finally brought him back. I don't know where he could slot in at this point, though. Feeling he could be like uh, a flavor of the month opponent for CM Punk at this point, after Tanahashi. But I do hope that he gets a main event push. Yeah, uh, tama si Leo. Poor Johnny Elite. And yes, Admin Jackie. Galit pa rin kay God si Miro. Um, fun match. Uh, it, it was fun seeing uh, Johnny Elite put Miro over. Uh, Miro is uh, in, in fantastic shape. So I can't wait to see what they do with him and where this goes from here. Any Anything else from AEW from the past week that you want to talk about before we go to WWE naman? No, I think we covered it. I said what I wanted to say about MJF's contract status. Uh, we've talked about this extensively. So if there is a, another opinion that we should have about uh, about AEW, please let us know. Because so much has happened. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, leave it in the comment section. Um, Admin Jackie mentioning that Johnny Elite is booked for GCW, and you are right. His name there is Johnny Game Changer. So that adds to the multiverse of madness for one John Hennigan. Cross over to WWE, some news outside the ring. It was reported earlier this week that there were plans for the Women's Tag Team Championship uh, for a tournament to be held. And then in the days since, uh, meron ding balita na not confirmed, uh, na reportedly scrapped na raw itong tournament for the Women's Tag Team Championships. So yun, uh, Sasha and Naomi were right. They really didn't care about the, tag, the Women's Tag Team Championships. So they had a good reason for walking out. And uh, it's not just about them. It's not just about their spot. It's really about how uh, the company or how management is treating something that they really find uh, uh, special or something they find meaningful. So it goes to show you that they haven't really thought about this. And uh, other than the fact that which other teams there are in the are there in the women's tag team division to put a tournament up with diba? so uh sad lang. it's sad to see the t- the titles go this way i wouldn't be surprised if they end up deactivating the championships after what two years of it being a Di thing naman, four years naman. four years diba? wow yeah. yeah yeah my time blindness is uh, astounding but yes uh I guess it's a good run for the Women's Tag Team Championships. At this point, I don't know who you're going to put it on. I don't think there is uh, there are any big substantial stories they want to tell with it. And uh, I guess I'll be okay with them just, you know, deactivating them. I mean, I wouldn't say that agad-agad. I want to have a bit of optimism that uh, the championships will return. 
I just don't know what the plans are right now because all of us just know the same thing, which is basically nothing. Um, I, I would have wanted to see Natty and Shayna Baszler become the women's tag team champions. But you're right. Uh, wala ring babyface tag team ngayon eh. So hindi ko rin alam like sino magiging kalaban nila, what stories will be written. Uh, you know, Natty and Shayna Baszler do appear regularly. So do Doudrop and Nikki A.S.H. Pero heel team din yun. So yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know where this is gonna go. Um, I, I, I just like having these championships around because we've said this on the podcast before. When you have a championship involved, that's an easy story to tell. Team A has the gold. Team B's chasing. Boom. Match. Yeah. But uh, you can, I mean... They didn't have as much time din kasi for this story. That's why, uh, for these stories, for this division, for this championship, which is why it's not so much something that they miss. So, you know, when you don't put in that much effort for something, uh, for something, the audience can feel it and they kind of reflect that sentiment as well. All right, that's going to take care of that bit of news outside the ring. Let's take another break. And when we come back, we'll be predicting Hell in a Cell, which is happening Monday morning, Manila time. Carlo Pamintuan and I will be calling the action in Tagalog once more on the WWE Network. And if you want to keep supporting the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast as we get into this next break, you can actually do that through your online shopping over on Shopee. Right, guys. Again, six six is happening in a couple in a few days. So, if you want to support the podcast with your online shopping, all you got to do is use our affiliate link, podlink.co/w9x, podlink.co/the letter w, the number nine, and the letter x. Again, type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. What you buy will also help us do what we do here in the podcast. And now, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. We got Hell in a Cell coming up. Usual start time natin uh, since we are in daylight savings time. 8 a.m. Manila time. That's uh, for the main show. Not sure if there will be a kickoff match, but there are six announced matches. So we're going to get through them one by one and tell you what we think. Starting off with this one. Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. Rose's favorite story on Raw right now. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, I don't know who's going to win this. Um, I do want Ezekiel to win and continue the gaslighting. But... <laughs> I feel like Kevin Owens deserves a win because he is still Kevin Owens and it is still Ezekiel. But if they do make Ezekiel win, I think magiging tama yung theory ko of them uh, repurposing Elias and you know making him uh, a more main event ready wrestler, if you will, or someone at, at least with a higher ceiling. So I am somewhat interested in the outcome of this match. Glendale, di ko alam paano nila gagawin yung Elias interference. I don't know, huh? No, they can dress someone up as Elias. Like, fake beard, fake hair, wig, di ba? Uh, wear a hoodie or whatever. I think you can do that and further mess with Kevin Owens' head. I would like to see that. I mean, yung descent ni Kevin Owens into insanity is a nice little arc that they've created for him. I will say that this is a match na I don't really mind kung sino yung mananalo, pero... Feeling ko rin walang mawawala kay KO kung siya yung natalo dito. So I think I'm going to predict Ezekiel. Yeah, that's going to be uh that's going to be fun to witness. And I do want to see them kickstart an Ezekiel push. Sabi ni Emil, what if you nag-dress up daw as Elias was Max Dupree? Uh I don't know how that's going to work because they don't really look alike. 
I mean, they have the same eyes and they just have to slap a beard on him. Uh, pero mas pogi naman si Max Dupree kahit konti. Diba? So, that's, I, although I guess that's gonna mess with KO even more. So, as long as that messes with him more, I guess I'm okay with it. Admin Jackie, I think KO has already had his one bad day. <laughs> he's had he's had pretty bad Mondays ever since Ezekiel came into the scene. Even before then, but with a big E feud, palang, he already had yeah, that yeah. one bad day. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's why I called him the Joker. Mm-hmm. Before. All right. Next match for Hell in a Cell. Uh, we're going to talk about Bobby Lashley taking on MVP and Omos. So. Uh, technically, Bobby Lashley has already won the rubber match because that was a steel cage match. But now, uh, there's the element of him getting physical with MVP. Okay. Uh, if you don't make Omos win here, then what's the point? Uh, he's the giant. He is the guy that you're pushing to be the, the future. Uh, Bobby Lashley can eat this loss. He has won so many times. Yeah, I think Omos needs this then. He's the younger star. He's the newer star. Lashley is a made man, uh, you know, already a star. So um, I think the way to go here is by reestablishing Omos and MVP as a very credible threat. Yes, Bruce, MVP didn't really retire. Like he was wrestling Dinaman even just last year prior to yeah, the he, he match just got injured yeah. two weeks ago. He's, he's okay now. He just got, he just tore his ACL, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Lance, I think you're just saying that because of the beard. LeBron. Oh, that's racist. Layo. Sobrang layo, man. Sobrang racist. All right. Not all black people look alike. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the next match. And it's the mixed six-person tag match. Uh, I, I get why uh si Byron Saxon on Raw. Because we're always saying it, The Judgment Day will be taking on AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. Okay, uh, um, again, I'm over this feud mostly because uh, they have pitted uh, so many variations of so many permutations of these two, of these six people over and over on Raw for the past month. So I am no longer interested in seeing who wins this. But Judgment Day has to win because they are Judgment Day. I mean, like, they are the, the new group who is being pushed. And if they don't win, then what's the point? Uh, let's predict this. Will there be a fourth member or not? Because Edge has been teasing adding a new member on social media in the last few weeks. I think there will be. Uh, I don't think he's teasing if they're not going to do it. I just don't know who it's going to be. Uh, maybe yeah, it's yeah. Sampa, maybe. Teased, yeah, Corey Graves. Uh, yeah. He's quite a shit poster now. So... Uh, there is, parang, if there is no fourth person, then I don't see why he's shitposting. Lance and Admin Jackie bring up a good point here. What if it's Finn? Parang si Roderick Strong nung kalaban niya Undisputed Era dati. Pwede, I guess, but I don't really care. Uh, maybe it's the, it's the rejuvenation that Finn needs, but uh, either way, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, James, I don't think it's going to be Drew or Alexa. We just saw Alexa go to, go through therapy, and Drew is too good of a good guy right now to turn heel like that. Next up, US Championship. This this should be fun. It's Theory versus Mustafa Ali. 
Okay, so uh, this is really good. I would really love it if Mustafa Ali won, but siyempre, uh, Theory is the it guy right now, the golden boy right now, if you will. So it's going to be a fun match, but it's going to be a Theory win to help further build his uh, his star. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'll predict Ali winning here just so he has that moment. And then the following night on Raw, Theory and The Miz screw Mustafa Ali out of the championship. Okay, lang din. I mean, like if that happens, sure, but I didn't mind. But I don't think that uh, I don't think they'll go to that length to do that. But it would be nice. Yeah, uh, Roman Jayun. I I think the Miz will be involved somehow. If not at Hell in a Cell, then the following day on Raw. Because well, established part of the story. Eh. So I I don't think this is just gonna be a one on one affair. Um, un- unlike the graphic is telling us. Let's go to the Raw Women's Championship storyline between Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. Uh, Bianca, parin. Um, there's still a lot they can do with Bianca as the Raw Women's Champion. And I think the end game for this talaga, is Becky versus Asuka. And that kind of is a little sad because it's si Bianca. But uh, that's what happens when your roster isn't as deep. Right? When your women's division isn't as deep. But uh, I don't think they'll put it on anyone else at this point right now. Yeah, I think Bianca Belair then. Uh, her, her her star is just shining talaga. And uh, she, she they, they have to keep her as such a strong champion. But after that build to WrestleMania 38 against Becky Lynch, I don't think the championship reign ends right here. And we saw naman last year when she won the SmackDown Women's Championship. She went on to hold that title for a while, like until SummerSlam. Uh, before Becky came back. So I don't think um, she's going to drop the Raw Women's Championship anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Asuka needs it because Becky has already been champion for so long. So I think if I were them, I would just build someone else to uh, feud with Bianca. All right. And let's go to the presumptive main event, Hell in a Cell match between Cody Rhodes and Seth Freaking Rollins. I'm just really happy that this year we're only getting one Hell in a Cell match after getting four in the space of a week last year. Yes, really good. Uh, I really like this. And Medjo na, na backsla into this corner, but I, I'm going to take it. Uh, it's really good that the deserving main event is a Hell in a Cell match and the deserving story is a Hell in a Cell match. But I guess it's bad for Seth Rollins because Cody is going to win this and there's no way he's going to lose. What if Seth wins? Bakit? Why, w- why would you do that though? I don't know. To Could give you... him his, his win back. Why? For what? Uh, and then what? <laughs> I don't but know. The, the story you're trying to tell is Cody being uh, being the prodigal son and winning the championship for Dusty and being finally on that level to win a championship. So why would you suddenly take that from him? Magating ano, magating na bring up nina Cody and Seth this week dun sa promo exchange nila na Cody basically said na uh, Rollins was someone that Dusty treated like a kid and talked about a whole lot when here Cody was the actual kid. So may konting hinanakit even though, you know, uh, Dusty never uh, meant it as a slight against Cody and all his real biological children. 
<laughs> yeah, they're, they're digging up a lot of things just to keep it going. But it's fun. Uh, it makes the story a little more personal and it makes it a little more must-see with every shot they can take. And yeah, going back to the question, why would you give this to Seth? Like, uh, I think they've got it already locked in. Uh, we're building up Cody and this is what we really want to do with him. So why would you suddenly take that away? I don't know. And that makes it like something out of left field that could happen. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I do think that the the right direction is for Cody to win. It, it'd be huge on his belt. I don't think Seth needs to win at Hell in a Cell. Uh, this should be for, for Cody Rhodes. Um, one thing that did surprise me from this past week on Raw was that Curtis Axel is apparently a, a producer now backstage. Yeah, uh, I guess oh, I man, he has been tapped in to help uh, with people. Like I think he, I, if I remember correctly, he helped The Rock uh, before when he was training, yeah. and he helped a bunch of other people get ready for the ring. So tamang uh, people speak highly of Curtis Axel, even though the fans don't really see much of it, or the fans don't really think that much of him. So it's good to see him get a, get a job in the wrestling industry and with WWE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, congrats, Curtis Axel, for coming back on. Uh, I believe the Arya Davari has also rejoined WWE as a producer. So I guess like, like, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. that's surprising because he did show up in AEW in the dark shows. So just earlier uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. Diba? So that's pretty interesting. I, I did not catch him in the pull apart. Yeah, so Arya Davari, actually, both Davari brothers were in the pull apart. So yon, um, I think Sina Curtis Axel, Axel and Arya Davari took yung spot ni Pat Buck, who's since crossed over to AEW. Yeah. All right. Um, people are asking in the comments earlier about Bray Wyatt making a return to the wrestling world. Because on Twitter. May alam ka balita about that? Hola, hola. Uh, what I know is what you guys know that he just put out a cryptic tweet as he always likes to do. Um, I don't know what that means. I do know that he is asking for a lot of money, and the 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 reason why WWE let him go was that they didn't want to pay him that much. So you need to talk budget cuts. So I am not sure that they are willing to pony up for him, especially now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if anything, he's just being a very good shit poster because we're yeah. still talking about him today. Yeah, uh, magaling siya magpapansin and I honestly don't know where he's going to end up. He did say that he still wants to wrestle, so I guess that means he's not completely uh, throwing away his shot in the wrestling industry. Um, we don't know if there will be a SmackDown match added to Hell in a Cell because if you notice, all of the stories on the card are all Raw stories. Because um, I see Roman J's alluding to the Usos. And Riddle and Shinsuke, but that took place on Raw. Like this yeah, past it already, week. It already happened, I guess. If uh I don't know if they would want a tag team championship match because it's weird. The, the story they're building up is obviously Riddle versus Roman Reigns, and it's not happening because your Roman's taking time off. So I don't know. Um I think they're also trying to keep pay-per-view lengths or premium live event lengths to a minimum. So oh, I that with these uh, with this six-match card, the same way they were okay with a with a small card in the WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, if anything, we'll probably get Riddle versus Roman Reigns heading to Money in the Bank because that's about to be a bigger show. But it's Money in the Bank, so maybe then. As promised, for the audio-only version, uh, we'll talk about NXT. 
in your house is happening this weekend, Sunday, 8 a.m. Manila time. So right before you catch MWF Republica, if you want to check out in your house, go right ahead. Six matches on the card. Let's break them down one by one, starting off with the North American Championship match between Cameron Grimes and Carmelo Hayes. Okay, so Carmelo, uh, Car- Cameron Grimes has been doing the best work of his career so far. And it depends really on whether or not he's going to get called up. I haven't seen any rumors yet on whether or not he's getting called up. But uh, I don't think it's happening yet. So I think this is a Cameron Grimes win and then they move on to other co- other contenders. Yeah, I think you end game the toys. They really want to build to Solo Sikoa. Because even uh, during the Cameron Grimes match with Nathan Fraser, puro solo si Koa pa rin yung bukang bibig nila eh. So I think solo si Koa is the next champion. So uh, Cameron Grimes probably wins here just because I don't think anyone has anything to gain with another Carmelo win. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I would advance Carmelo to the NFC Championship scene, which we'll talk about later. Ah, yeah. That's a good idea. Di ko naisip yan. All right, uh, we'll save that for, for last. Let's go to the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match between Toxic Attraction and the team of Katana Chance and Caden Carter. It's a long overdue. I, uh, I, I don't know uh, when the last time was that Katana and Caden had a, had a shot at the titles, and I think it's their time. I agree, I agree. Uh, I think we've had enough of Toxic Attraction as the champions. Medjo stale, contenders. And I do think it will serve the division well to refresh with new champions. Yeah, I think what they wanted to do naman when Raquel and Dakota won, remember that? Uh, that was the plan naman talaga, but then uh, there, there were no longer any plans for Dakota, so she got released, and then Raquel got called up agad to SmackDown. So I think we're going to see new champions here, and that would be great for our Atta Caden. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see that. I do uh, hope that Kaden, Ate Kaden gets uh, her first championship. Now, speaking of the other tag team championship, it's the men's. And you've got our friends, Pretty Deadly, taking on the Creed Brothers. And you can't talk about the Creeds without also addressing this beef with Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp. Yeah, uh, if the Creed Brothers lose, they'll be kicked out of Diamond Mine. So that kind of tells you then what's what might happen. Uh, I feel like uh, it's a good time to pull the trigger on the Creed Brothers winning the championships, and uh, but at the same time, it's all it also feels like they're building towards uh, a Creeds versus Diamond Mine 2.0 or 3.0. So it is really weird. So I'm gonna stick with a pretty deadly retaining here. Yeah, parang aga pa eh for Pretty Deadly to lose their championships. They just debuted a couple of months ago, diba? right after WrestleMania weekend, and then they won the yeah. championships. And then we've been saying on the podcast that the Creed brothers look like they have a really long odyssey of a path to get to the championship. So I don't think this happens this soon. Yeah, uh, feeling good in there just uses plot devices. And I think there are other... Uh, I think this is uh, a huge journey for the Creed brothers to get to that level where uh, they'll be championship ready. Here's my question. Is it too soon to break up Diamond Mine? I mean, they let Malcolm Bivens go, but is it too soon to break the stable up? No, because uh, the original point of the stable uh, being unstoppable shooters, no one has Hideki Suzuki, no one has Tyler Russ. 
last Malcolm Bibbins. So I felt like the initial essence of Diamond Mine has been super diluted, and I'm okay with them breaking up the group as it is. Where do you put Ivy Nile then? Because it's like the lost little duck here. Well, uh, push her in the women's division. I think she can survive on her own. Because they've kind of made Ivy Nile her own thing. Remember the remember the Ivy Nile challenge that they did a couple of weeks ago. That was pretty fun. I, I that, love that. Yeah, that was that was fun, and that showed you that she can go it alone, right? Uh, you, she didn't need Diamond Mine for that to be a thing. I guess I could have used more. Um, Ivy Nile singles TV time. Uh, I, I appreciate what they did with NXT UK, but the thing with NXT UK, as you very well know, is that not everybody watches it. But like, since you and I wa- uh, watch it pretty regularly, yo, nakita ako na, oh, hey, Ivy Nile on her own. I think she can survive. Yeah. Eh, wala eh. eh feeling, feeling ko naman, you're, overest- you're overstating the importance of the group itself to Ivy Nile. I think once they let go of the group and really get behind Ivy Nile, she'll be, uh, she'll be, she'll do just fine. And you know me, you know how much I love my stables and my factions. So there's, there's that. Speaking of which, ito, turf war, six man tag between Tony D, Stacks, and Two Dimes against Legado del Fantasma. I still don't know who I'm supposed to root for here. Uh, and, and I'm just hoping this will be fun. If you're looking for a good group here, there is no good group. You just have to pick whether you want the Mexican cartel or the mafia. <laughs> so, you, you know, you tell a choice. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah been, I know. That's what they've been playing up. It's that these are two cartoon villains. Uh, you just have to pick which one is your taste. And uh, I haven't picked one yet because I like both. So... Uh, I also don't know who deserves to win here. I felt like Santos has already taken his shot. So I'm going to give it to the Mafia. So Tony D'Angelo's group wins over Legado. Yeah, I can't even tell uh, stacks from two dimes. I don't know who is who. I don't know if you can. Can you? Nipa, but I'm sure once they get more reps and get more exposure on TV, I'll be able to figure it out soon. Yeah, so that being said, I think na it will be time for uh, the mafia to pick up the win here. Papa is it to like if you're if you live in those barangays where nakaharan ng mga away ng mga gang, ganun ba yung feeling <laughs> like when you're watching uh, NXT. Baha, baha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the two championships at the top of the card. Ladies first, Wendy Chu takes on Mandy Rose for the women's championship. Uh Compared to the women's tag team championships, I don't think that this. I mean, I love Wendy Chu. I love I love her work, I love her character, but I don't think she's getting the championship. It would be, it would be nice though, but this feels like a Mandy win to me. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced yet. I mean, I like Wendy Chu as a character. Uh, we we've talked about this in the past. It's just that I don't think na. Uh, na flesh out na siya to the point that you'll be like, oh yeah, she's a believable contender for the women's championship. If anything, I think she just got, um, but it, it, it like it's like it was owed to her. Remember when the Dakota Kai story happened and then naging bigla si Wendy Chu yung naging tagasalo nung crusade ni Dakota against Mandy Rose. Parang feeling ko carry over na lang to eh. Yeah, yeah, which is fine because at least they honored that. But yeah. still, uh, doesn't mean that she's gonna win. But okay, lang she might be able to get a good match out of Mandy. 
Yeah, uh, it, it would be great for AAPI Month, right? If uh, AAPI Heritage Month, if both Wendy and uh, Caden Carter picked up championship wins on the same day, that would be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there. Uh, before we talk about the NXT Championship, let's stick with the women and talk about the breakout tournament. People have been asking uh, us about this in the comments during the live streams. So the finals, which will happen next week on NXT, is between Tiffany Stratton, who fi- who's filling in for Nikita Lyons, then injured, and Roxanne Perez. And it looks more and more like a Roxy win, kind of like how it was pretty obvious that Carmelo Hayes would win last year. Yeah, uh, they really like Roxanne here, and I don't blame them. She's good, the man. But if it if Nikita Lyons were still in the tournament, she would have won. So uh, yeah, you're right in that it looks like a Nikita uh, a Roxanne Perez win here. But I wouldn't also be surprised if they do give it to the to the blonde, to the white blonde girl. Yeah, I mean it's easy, uh, easy heel heat then for for Tiffany Stratton. Uh, you know she didn't have to go through the first round. She wasn't even supposed to be in the tournament, and then she picks up a win by filling in for Nikita Lyons and goes straight to the semis on the way to the uh, to the guaranteed title shot. So um, either way, I won't be too mad, but I am rooting for uh, Roxanne Perez here. Also, a nice touch now they're actually acknowledging young wrestling school ni Booker T. Well, Booker T is an anime. is is a friend of the WWE, so it's okay for them to mention that. Yeah, uh, another uh, thing on NXT this week involving the women that I uh, that I really popped for was Thea Hale. So if you if you're not a frequent viewer of NXT, she's this high school kid who graduated uh, class of 2022 and then sa ano sa WWE. Uh, as part of their NIL program. And her gimmick right now is instead of going to an actual college, she has picked Chase U. And I don't know if you caught this segment, but this popped me so hard. I did, I did. It was weird because why would I go to Chase U? <laughs> why would anyone go to Chase U for actual higher education? Why would anyone go to Greendale Community College? <laughs> yeah, Chase U is in Greendale, but I would go to Greendale. But anyway... Uh, so yeah, good for her. If she feels like she can get more out of life in Chase U than Yohei. It's a nice story for Bodhi Hayward and Andre Chase. I, I like how uh, the universe of madness. So okay, uh, whoever's writing this story, uh, please keep doing it because it is popping me. Um, I, I love this stuff. All right. Uh, NXT Championship. Let's close it out here. So in your house. Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. You said you wanted to uh, to bump Carmelo Hayes up to the championship picture. So so I'm assuming that you're predicting a Braun retention here. Oh no man. Like uh I I I I tried to give Joe Gacy a chance here. I tried to give what he was doing a chance, but I just didn't like it, man. Um he is not as compelling as Wyndham. You know, he's not that good an actor. He is uh, pretty basic when it comes to his work. I don't know if he's being told to act like that or but I don't buy it. I, it doesn't help that they didn't explain why he suddenly has supernatural powers and a cult. So I'm, I just can't wait for this to be done. Uh, I, would, I don't think that it's, it's going to be a bad match, but I just don't care for it. I just want Braun to retain and move on. I actually want Braun to lose. I don't know okay. why. Um, I, I, I want to see him chase again. Because uh, he's not like Hangman. Eh. Na, si Hangman, I wanted to see him become the face champion who really takes on all comers. Whereas with Braun Breaker, parang wala, nasawa na ako. and I want to see Braun chase again. So I think, I think you're just saying that because you 
have been kind of drowned in this uh, really mid storyline with Joe Gacy. I, uh, uh, I I feel like he deserves some a better opponent, and once he gets that better opponent, I think the Dolph Ziggler thing was really good, and I. I, but you can't have all of his stories be on that Dolph Ziggler level. That's the problem. Oh, no man, gets gets ko naman yun. Um, I I I think somewhere along the way, nawalarin yung ane, yung direction ng Joe Gacy character. You mentioned it, but uh, like like when did he become a supernatural cult leader? Hindi ko rin maintindihan. I like the Joe Gacy character better when he was just a really creepy guy who was. Uh, spouting out these buzzwords ng millennials and Gen Z, but he knew that he was really everything, the, the antithesis of that. Yeah. Yun. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Braun Breaker another chance with a different opponent and see where it goes from there. Yeah, uh, whether it's Carmelo Hayes or Sina Papa, if it's not Carmelo Hayes, who would you uh, pair with Braun Breaker next? Von Wagner? Uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, Siguro Grayson Waller, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yun. Isa pa yun. Like, I'm surprised Grayson Waller isn't part of the card. I think it uh medyo overdue na rin siya for a program with Braun. Yeah. Uh I would I would I would put him next as a challenger. Or if it's not Carmelo Hayes, Siba. So uh, a lot of a lot of other better uh contenders for uh Braun Breaker out there. And I just don't know why they decided to go with Joe Gacy. Yeah, so uh, here's hoping, I guess, that In Your House will be uh, the end of this chapter of Braun Breaker's championship run and he gets a new opponent coming out of NXT In Your House. So there, those are our predictions. A uh, little bit of NXT talk na rin, since uh, we have missed that on the pod. Let us know what you think at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok. NXT In Your House, Sunday morning on the WWE Network, 8 a.m. Manila time. All right, uh, let's get into our picks of the week. I'm going to start with mine, and it's the main event from last week's NXT UK. Because not a lot of people talk about NXT UK, so I will keep putting that show over because it's a really fun watch. Heritage Cup rules match, or Heritage rules match between uh, A-Kid and Charlie Dempsey. Uh, Of course, if you haven't heard of him, that's William Regal's kid. And he's so good in the ring, so smooth. I love the the way that he finished off A-Kid. Um, very reminiscent of Mr. Perfect and even yung isang submission that he did I was so impressed that I was watching it over dinner I was even showing my dad like look how cool this submission hole is um, just watching Charlie Dempsey uh, really reinvigorates my love for it, that specific style so go catch that yeah I'm definitely gonna catch that over the weekend but my pick of the week is Anarchy in the Arena because it's so much fun and anytime that they run the song over the action Always got to love that. So uh, it doesn't feel like 30 minutes, Siba. It's 30 minutes pala. And it just flowed like a, a quick watch. So go watch that if you haven't seen it yet. If, if there's one thing that you have to watch from Double or Nothing, it has to be Anarchy in the Arena. Wait, so you like the fact that Judas was playing throughout you man, or a wild thing was wild playing throughout thing? the yeah, match? Yeah, I did. It was funny. I, I didn't like it. I thought it was weird. It was hilarious. So from Benta Sahan, because... It felt like a movie scene. Like, it felt like uh, a uh, Kingsman action scene. Right, right. So right. That, that was funny to me. And Okay, I, I, I get it now. Yeah. Parang, ano, fa- parang FPJ action sequence yeah, in the yeah. past. The fact that it was legit anarchy in the... The fact that the fact that it was anarchy in the arena, that explained why the song just kept going. So, yun yung 
Yun yung bumenta sa akin talaga. Oh, sobrang anarchy. Pati yung camera cuts, parang anarchy. Tangin. <laughs> All right, let's get to your picks of the week in the comments. Julian also picks anarchy in the arena. The Hookhausen match, which was also fun. The Cody Seth pull apart and that MJF promo. Uh, Leo picks Page versus Punk. Uh, pati yung match kanina on Dynamite, the women's tag match between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Uh, other picks of the week. Glendale, dami dami ulit. As always, Robbie Eagles versus ELP. MJF promo. Uh, the WWE A&E programming block, which is returning. So um, if you haven't heard about this yet, or if you haven't read up on it, it returns July 10, US time. And it starts with an Undertaker documentary. So I hope that they'll be um, showing some new stuff that wasn't part of the last ride. Uh, James Andre picks Anarchy in the Arena and CM Punk versus Hangman Page. Roman J, and then And Shanky turning babyface on SmackDown. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, Shanky looked like he was having a good time. JM picks Anarchy in the Arena and Page versus Punk. Emil picks the same thing, but the shot of Eddie Kingston with a bloodied face carrying gasoline. Buti ka pa nagusan mo yon, kasi for some of us in the local scene, medyo nakakatrigger yon. Uh, Roman J it picks. It, it didn't ignite, so okay lang yan. <laughs> Roman J picks the Jericho Appreciation Society turning into the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, that was fun. Fun to see them in all white. Admin Angela picks Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen and the MJF promo. Allen picks Thunder Rosa versus Serena D. Beyond some really love match, for the yeah. women. Really good match. Yeah, that was a fun match. Sayang lang na the build wasn't as um it, it, it didn't really justify uh the gravity of that match, but it was a lot of fun. So yun, uh that's our pick of the week segment. Meron ba sa Kumu? Wala, wala. All right. Thank you so much to everybody who chimed in with your picks of the week. So stick around for NXT In Your House Predictions, the audio-only version, and episode 500 coming up in a couple of weeks. Next week, I believe we might have Chino back. So yon, uh, I'm not going to guarantee it right now, but uh, we, we may, might have uh, Chino Liao back on the live streams by next week. Until then, keep sending in your questions over on Twitter and TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. And uh, go check out MWF uh, if you can, because there is a show this Sunday. Ro, you're working the show. What can uh, what can people expect? Uh, a whole bunch of matches. So it's a first ever live event uh, since the pandemic started. So if you miss live... Well, tickets are sold out now, so you can't walk in anymore. But uh, for those who are going, if you miss the... Uh, the live event atmosphere of wrestling shows here in the country, then you're going to love Republica. Also, it's going to be like the old days, uh, really uh, in-your-face wrestling action. And I don't know if it's going to be put online. I'm not sure yet. I will have to get back to you on that. So I hope it does because uh, I do want everyone here to catch the action even though they can't be... Um, they, even though we can't have everyone at the Ateneo for the show so uh stay tuned and i will update you on whether or not we can or you can watch it online yeah so i'm gonna be there on sunday as a fan so go ahead and say hi if you want to uh it it would be great to meet some of you especially since it has been too long since we've seen each other in in real life ro anything that you wanted to check out before uh the next live stream uh, just go watch the latest episode of Action Novella on Gank. A familiar face to the both of us appears on the sh- on the episode. I think uh, you guys will love it if you are a fan of MSG. 
Uh, if you haven't subscribed to MWF on Gank yet, please do. It is really, really affordable. Ten dollars or five hundred forty pesos lang for uh, uh, one hundred Gank coins, and that's good for a month. I know it might seem kind of steep, especially if you're used to the prices of uh, local wrestling. Pero uh, just remember that you are supporting the hopes and dreams of an entire wrestling scene when you pay for that amount. So again, it is at ganknow.com slash manila wrestling fed or you could just use the link manila wrestling.com to get there all right and for me naman go check out on deck with stancy i talked about uh being the first guy on radio here who was really out with his wrestling fandom and how that led to basically everything that's gone on uh i didn't predict like a decade ago when that was happening but yeah uh that's the uh episode for this week and if you uh wanna wanna watch me talk about being Chinoy naman, go check out Chinese by Blood, Filipino by Heart. It's the Chinoy TV docuseries on CNN Philippines, Sunday nights at 8pm with the on-demand versions going up on Facebook and YouTube, Wednesday nights at 8pm. Follow us individually at Roeswar, at China Supersized, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you to Babyface producers Gel and Kate at the controls and the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team. We're going to catch you next week for another live stream. Until then, stay safe, keep your masks on, and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. On behalf of Romaran, my name is Dan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. See you on Sunday. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.